You're listening to Shift Happens, the spoken word. Listening to Shift Happens on Kootenai Co-op Radio. My name is Jeff. And I'm Anna. And we have a very special guest with us today. Well, she's not with us. She's not in the studio, but we have her on the phone. I hope she's still there. Are, yes, I'm here. Are you there? Are, I are am you here, all yeah. there? <laughs> yes, I am. Well, that's good. I wish I could say the same. I've been uh on a special uh, no sugar program for over a week, and uh, and he's not all there. And I'm going to be complaining <laughs> at you today because you were part of the inspiration of all of this. Anyway, I, I've done this before, and it's amazing. Um, yeah, like just how addicted to the stuff you can get. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I actually didn't have the privilege of meeting you, but Anna did. So I'll let her do the introduction. Hi, okay, Kelly. Okay, sounds good. So okay. uh, we're talking to Kelly Aiello. She's a nutritional consultant with happyhuman.com. Uh, hi, Kelly. Hi. So I, um, just for our listeners' sake, I met Kelly in Kamloops uh, this last weekend at the Interior Wellness Festival. And she was doing a seminar on uh, eating no sugar diets, and uh, so she kind of talked me into it. And I went <laughs> back to the hotel room and said to Jeff, "Okay, so this is what we need to do." And uh, we started. That was last Sunday, so it's been a little over a week now. And um, I think we went pretty hardcore to start with. I think we were like almost literally no carbs at all. And maybe 30 grams a day or something like that. Yeah, it was well, maybe yeah, maybe. Anyway, yeah. we we did it pretty hardcore to start with and I ended up almost fainting a few days into it. So I decided, okay, maybe I better up my carbs a little bit. But she didn't curse you. No, I didn't. Okay. She didn't good, curse good. you. And and yeah. and to be fair, you didn't say to do it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh I don't know. We tend to kind of over, go overboard on things, so we did. <laughs> well, sometimes okay. you have to be strict. It's so easy to say, well, you're doing something, and then, well, a little cheat over here isn't going to hurt, and a little cheat over there isn't going to be a problem, and, well, I guess I cheated a lot today, but I'll do it tomorrow. Well, right? I figured I figured for the first week or two, if I'd get through the... The, you know, the transition easier if I was really strict. Uh, so basically we ate only uh, low-carb vegetables and meat. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think we ate anything else. <laughs> so, and then no. I, the one day when I almost passed out, I ended up having to have an apple because I, I seriously got really close to fainting. Right. So, so anyway, you don't need to hear our sob story. <laughs> yeah. We want to hear your sob story. So, Kelly, <laughs> tell us, t convince the listeners, tell them what you told me about the, the harmful effects of sugar. 
Okay. Well, well. can I start out? I want to rephrase that question. Can you tell us what motivated you in the first place? Like, I think that's where we need to to go, is why did you embark on this uh, sugar-free program? Okay, fair enough. That's that's great. So, yeah, um, first of all, I'll start by just letting you all know that, you know, kind of like most of your listeners, at least I'm assuming so, you know, I grew up pretty much eating whatever I whatever I wanted. Um, I would always go on different diets, try all the latest fads, lose some weight, gain it back, and then have to try all over again. Um, and, you know, I ended up being overweight. I had lots of different health problems, including osteoarthritis and hypothyroidism, and I ended up on a bunch of different medications. Um, I was also um, a teacher, so I was in the school system, always working with kids, and I would catch every single thing that uh, that went around. Um, and, you know, I'm not really one to accept change very uh, easily, but I was kind of forced into it uh, because uh, several years ago, my husband was in a, a bad accident, and he suffered a traumatic brain injury. And so... Um, Nothing really seemed to be working for him. Um, the, you know, everything that we pretty much tried was uh, was not very good. Just kind of making matters worse. And so we started looking towards food and looking towards a more uh, natural way of of uh, helping him out of it. And so we kind of discovered that you know the brain prefers fat for fuel, and so. Um, you know, I, I never really realized that I had been addicted to sugar, um, but it, it hit me really hard when I just kind of decided, okay, well, uh, we're going to change what we eat, and we're going to give up sugar, and we're going to give up gluten, and we're going to give up um, a whole bunch of foods, like all the foods that I loved to eat, all the foods that I grew up eating, cereals, crackers, you know, everything, um, but... Um, it was it was very overwhelming initially to give up all the different foods that I that I loved, but I kind of decided, okay, for you know my health and for the health of my husband, um, we I'd give it a try, right? I decided I'd commit to it for two weeks and uh, and see what happened. And so, um, like I said, I'm a teacher, so I'd go into the, the schools and the staff rooms are always full of uh, cakes and cookies and different things like that. And this was. Um, close to the end of the school year. So I walked into the staff room one morning and I found that, or I saw um, a giant chocolate slab cake just just uh, sitting there ready to be eaten. And um, <laughs> Sorry, that was me uh, salivating. Sorry, I'll shut up now. <laughs> no worries. Hey, I'm there with you. First time in my life. I, you know, saw this cake, I could smell it, I could even taste it from memory, but I actually didn't want it, right? The signals in my brain weren't firing the same way that they that they were in the past, and that was a completely foreign concept to me because I never even knew it was possible uh, to not crave a sweet treat or to see a cake just ready to be eaten and, and not even want it, right? It never even dawned on me that people could, could pass that up. Uh, because I've craved sweets my whole life, mm-hmm. and so that that instant, um, I kind of call it my defining moment, because it really empowered me and, and really slapped me in the face, telling me, "Hey, 
you know, you have actually been addicted to sugar your whole life. I didn't even know it was true. Um, and so then I really started to, um, to look at sugar and its harmful effects and everything else. Um, and so that's kind of how, how everything started for me. Two weeks without sugar and carbs uh, ended up being one of the best things that could have ever happened for my personal health and well-being. Mm-hmm. So how did this impact your husband's health? Anna was sharing with me, I wasn't in the, the seminar with, with you, but she said that uh, your husband somehow intuitively knew that he had to get rid of the sugar, right? Yes. And so, yeah, can you share what, what he did? <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. Sure. So... Um... I came home from from school one day and uh, kind of, you know, well, first I should back it up by saying that if anybody's ever lived with a a person with a brain injury, they kind of know that you should expect the unexpected. (laughs) And so, um, you know, my husband was impulsive. He'd do things without uh, thinking or realizing that his actions might affect anybody else. And so... That's just uh, being a man, though. Well... (laughs) Enough, I, I do that enough. stuff all the time. I'm glad you I, said I, that. I guess she lives with someone who's got brain damage. Don't don't you agree with me there, dear? So, sorry to interrupt. I'll shut up now. <laughs> That's okay. Well, yes, uh, he he sold my vacuum cleaner one day without letting me know. So that you know, just kind of he gets ideas in his head, and this is what it, what's going to happen. And so I came home from work one day, and I found uh, I found him knee deep in a pile of food on the kitchen floor. Um, puddles had melted, melted food, everything had been taken out of the fridge and the pantry and the freezer piled up in garbage bags. Uh, you know, my favorite cereal was sitting there. We had a newly opened box of crackers, um, bags of flour, cans and jars of sauces and snacks, like everything. Um, and, you know, I was standing there in shock and there he was saying that, you know, we shouldn't be eating any of this garbage. So in my mind, you know, everything was still good. Nothing was spoiled. Nothing was rotten. But, you know, there it was, declared junk. So this was definitely one of those um, moments of living with a brain injury survivor. He, he just kind of decided for both of us that, you know, this is what's going to happen. Um, and, and it did. You know, I agreed to do it, to try it for two weeks and see what happened. And if I wanted to go back to eating the way I was before, then I then I would. But, um, you know, for that first two weeks, I was really strict with, with um, the food that I ate as well. So we gave up almost everything that we were used to. Mm-hmm. And in what ways did it uh, benefit you? Oh, gosh, it, I, I had a lot more energy. Um, I was more relaxed. Um, calmer, you know, as a teacher, <laughs> as always feeling really stressed out, and I had so many things to do, but um, but I just kind of find a found a way of, of being able to relax. My sleep habits improved. Um, my mind became more clear. My memory improved. I lost a whole bunch of weight, um, and even my hormones rebalanced themselves. I. Um, was on thyroid medication and haven't taken any in almost three years. The other thing, too, is, um, you know, my medicine cabinet used to be full of all kinds of different prescriptions, and uh, I've only had one antibiotic in those last three years as well. Um, and 
I'm still in the schools on occasion, um, still around sick kids, and I don't catch all every virus and every bug that's going around. Like my immune system has definitely strengthened, my digestion has improved, and I think the the biggest change, even greater than all of these health benefits, and that's been you know amazing. But the biggest change I think has been the psychological changes that have happened. I feel I feel more I feel stronger, more resilient. Um, empowered, and I have a, a level of confidence I never even knew was in me so much. So I uh, decided I wanted to, to empower other people to feel the same way about themselves. So I became a natural nutritionist uh, so I can share my story with other people and, and help others who feel desperate or alone and uh, don't know where to start. So it's a huge shift <laughs> on many different levels. Well, there's so much misinformation out there, too. I mean, years ago, I went on a strict protein and low-carb veggie thing. And like you, like you said, I lost a ton of weight and my energy levels went up, sleep, and I just felt absolutely amazing. But yet, uh, okay, people stopped inviting me to, uh, you know, to dinners and that kind of thing because... Well, they just said, well, we can't cook for you, whatever. I mean, maybe it was my sense of humor that was the reason why they didn't <laughs> call me. But but you know what I mean? It's like I would always get hammered by my friends and say, this is totally unhealthy. It's got to be hurting your liver. It's got to be hurting your kidneys and blah, 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 blah. And I had major surgery, uh, not well, two and a half years ago. And I was told that... I couldn't eat meat. I couldn't eat eggs. All I had to do was eat, you know, bran muffins and smoothies or whatever. And uh, that was going to be somehow better for my cardiovascular system. And I knew that that, you know, deep in my gut, that that was not the case. But they were the experts. And yeah. so I've been struggling with it for the last, well, number of years because... You know, there's this war going on inside of me. What they told me and what I know works for me. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, um, there's so much misinformation. But thankfully, they have changed the, the food guide in Canada or they're in the mm -hmm. process, correct? They are indeed, yes. And also, there's a lot more information out there about the benefits of a low-carb diet. I mean, there's the ketogenic diet, there's the paleo diet, there's lots of different uh, diet plans or whatever you want to call it, modalities of eating mm -hmm. that um, are now considered healthier than our our normal high carb diet. And back then when say the, whatever it was called, the Atkins diet, most commonly, mm -hmm. it was the most common the, at that when time. When the Atkins diet came out, people still believed that fats were bad for you and that eating too much meat was bad for you. Mm -hmm. So what kind of a diet, like, so what we've done in the last week, and I, I can say, okay, halfway through the process, like three or four days in, I felt like passing out. I feel a lot better today. And I was actually thinking as I was Good. walking around town today, I, I actually feel really amazing today. So it's my first day of feeling good, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping, I hoping we're, we're going to go uphill from here. And I really didn't think I was, you know, I mean, I, we don't even have any sugar in the house. Um, every once in a while, when I baked, I'd use some co 
coconut sugar or something like that. But mm-hmm. I, I still, you know, you eat a fair... Well, I was a bit of a carb junkie, so I love my bread. And I'm not a big fan of pasta, but I, I love my bread and rice. Yeah, and I think that's, that's one big area where there is definitely a lot of confusion. I mean, people think, okay, sugar-free can't eat sugar. That means, uh, you know, what do I have to eat? And um, one thing that a lot of people probably don't know are things like heavy starches, the rice, bread, wheat, corn, um, all of those things also spike our blood sugar levels. And our body can't tell the difference between, Mm -hmm. you know, us eating a handful of refined white sugar or us eating, uh, say, a piece of white bread. Because, yeah, our bodies convert um, all starches and sugars into glucose. And I always oh, ate this food. sort of sort of whole grainy, you know, sourdough rye with lots of other grains in it. Love, I love the whole grain crunchy bits. Um, and I was reading that actually the whole grains, uh, well, especially whole wheat, is just as bad, if not worse, than white bread. It is actually. It's just a, it's it's worse on the glycemic index. I'm sure you've yeah. um, heard oh, of yeah. that. Of how right. Uh, yeah, the whole grain bread actually is higher on the glycemic index than white bread. So, Darn. you know, any food that causes our blood glucose to rise is really not conducive uh, to good health. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what what would you recommend? Should we do this more strict for the first couple of weeks or or just, you know, do your... What level of carbs per day do you recommend normally? And I wanted to know as well when I can have beer and cheesies again. (laughs) Uh, Good question. Uh, Well, as far as um, talking about the amount of carbs that any one person should eat, really this is an individualized thing. Um, You should be eating the amount of carbs that feel right for you. So there, there's not really a number we can put on that. For some people, it's 20 grams a day, um, like my husband, right? He Over 20 grams of carbs in a day is is probably more than, than his body needs. Um, other people can handle up to 50 grams or even 150 grams of carbs a day. It's completely, um, completely personal. And that's one of the things that you just kind of have to... Um, play with, experiment with on your own, and and just just see how you feel your best. Right. And well. just to give the listeners an idea, what would be 150 carbs? Would that be like a single potato? Uh. <laughs> well, I'm, you know I'm just trying to give everybody a, an, an idea of what that actually translates to. Right. It's really, really not a lot. Um, sure, I think if you had, um, you know, a baked potato and, uh, and maybe a slice of bread, you're, you're probably there at about 150 grams of carbs. Mm-hmm. So, like I'm talking, you know, for carbs, we eat lots of vegetables, right? So, right. green vegetables um, are very, very low in carbohydrates, um, and you can pretty much eat however much you want. When you start getting into the starchier carbs, like a sweet potato... 
Um, they still, they're packed with nutrients and they're, they're very good for you. And you could have, like, we have them on occasion, right? Some people may need them two or three times a week um, to feel good about themselves. We probably do it once every two weeks is to have a sweet potato or something like that. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's completely, completely personal, so another question that comes up when you mention potatoes, I've uh-huh. heard that potatoes and rice, for example, the level of carbohydrate goes down when it's eaten cold. What, what is that thing called? We, a friend of ours told us about that. And it's like the actual carbohydrate uh, percentage goes down something like 50% when you eat them cold. Have you heard about that at all? You know what? I'm afraid I haven't. It's definitely worth researching. I mean, if I could eat yeah. potatoes cold, I'd do that. Potato <laughs> salad with a beer. Well, whatever. <laughs> a low carb beer. Oh, How's that? Yeah. So what there about what about red wine and versus hard alcohol? Right. Well, um, I red wine is is still pretty high uh, high content sugar. Right. Um, it also has um, sulfites and additives in it um, that, you know, my husband can't tolerate a sip. Whereas mm-hmm. myself, I can probably have, um, I can have a glass or a very small glass every once in a while, maybe, you know, once a month, and it probably doesn't affect me. Um, but again, that's, that's a pretty individual thing. And I think if you're, um, if you want to choose between the two, you know, I think something like um, a vodka or like a white alcohol is probably a little bit better carb-wise than, than something like a red wine. Yeah, because when I looked it up online, they basically said any hard alcohol has zero carbohydrates in it because it's been burned off by the dis- distillation process. But I think dark rum, though, still has some, some kind of syrup or whatever, and so it does have some sugar count. Yes, it would, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Anyway. I thought alcohol converted to sugar in your body. Well, is, do you have any comments on that? Like, what I find is my cravings... Uh, when I did this uh, years ago, and I hate to admit this, but uh, when I went on the basically pure meat, I ate basically uh, meat and uh, and cabbage and dill pickles, <laughs> whatever, for a month, uh, and then slowly introduced the other things. But I was really, really craving sugar still. And what I right. do is I drink a two-liter of diet cola or, you know, some kind of diet pop. And that really screwed me up because aspartame and all of those kinds of things cross the brain barrier. Exactly. And uh, one thing I discovered, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend previous in Kamloops, is that if you're craving sugar, all you have to do is consume some fat. Is that correct? Yes, and you know what? That is exactly what uh, what we do. Um, yeah, you know, eating. I, you were telling me initially that you were, you know, very low carb vegetables for the first week or so, and yeah. I think that was, yeah, that's definitely a little extreme. I would not recommend anybody uh, do that right away. But but 
you know, if you want to try to go sugar-free, um, definitely cut out all forms of sugar, including um, the artificial sweeteners. Mm-hmm. You know, like the diet sodas, right? Our body can't tell the difference. It rec- Your brain recognizes sweetness. It can't tell from what source it comes from. And, um, you know, not only that, but artificial sweeteners are often more toxic than refined white sugar on our, on our bodies. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, do the low carb, but you have to balance it off with high fat. Fat does a lot of things for us. It keeps us full longer. It's uh, satiating. It um, sort of evens out our blood sugar and insulin levels. And it can definitely remove food cravings. My problem so, is I, I don't digest fat well at all, and I it always makes me nauseous. So I I tried introducing a little bit of coconut oil, like having a bullet coffee in the morning, and mm-hmm. uh, I just end up nauseous. Okay. So um, what what I'd probably suggest if uh, if you're open to suggestions, if mm-hmm. if your body doesn't. Um, metabolize fats or proteins very well, Mm -hmm. then one thing to consider is taking a digestive enzyme. Do you have any particular one that you'd recommend? Um, I like like Spectrum. It's a plant-based digestive enzyme. It contains contains protease, lipase, cellulase, all the different things that help digest fats, um, sugars, and uh, proteins. Okay. And if you try taking one of those with the meals, it's really going to um, really help your digestive system be able to process everything a little bit easier, for sure. Okay. I, for the last 10 years, I, I ate low-protein, low-fat diet um, just because I did not digest fats and, and proteins well at all. And it would cause inflammation in my system, so I eventually decided, okay, well... I can eat vegetarian and feel great, and as soon as I try to have some meat, if I feel like crap. So, so I ate that way, and I think even over time, eating you know vegetarian for ten years, you probably lose some of the digestive enzymes that you do have to digest proteins. Hey, yeah, when you kind of rely on um, one part of your system to to work harder. Um, or create more of a particular enzyme, then yeah, it is very taxing. Uh, so over time, that could could make a difference for you for sure. Okay, I'll get some enzymes. So speaking of yeah. speaking of uh, vegetarian, then um, a number of our listeners in the Kootenays are vegetarian, and okay. so what do you suggest for them? Because you know they can't consume uh, animal uh, product. They have mm-hmm. to consume other things, and it really limits the options, does it not? It would, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, you'd have to probably stick with um, some complex carbs like um, lentils. That would be a great source to be nutritious. Um, nuts and seeds would be another really good one. Um, and to help, to help that as well, if you um, soak or sprout your nuts, and seeds, that really aids in the digestive process. And I'd suggest that, too, if anyone were um, wanting to, to continue eating beans and and even whole grains, for that matter. If they're sprouted or soaked, 
then they're easier on your digestive system. Right. Mm, right. I remember looking into uh, live, or what do they call it, microgreens. And we, for the last few years, did uh, sprouted peas and sprouted lentils, sprouted uh, sunflower seeds. Especially in the wintertime. And it was amazing because it tasted like you were eating out of the garden, but it was February. That's right. Plus, the, the protein content was almost as high as meat. But I imagine the carb con count would be higher than the carb count would definitely be higher yes yeah but i I seem to do okay on a you know i would say probably 50 grams of carbs a day i'm guessing because i had to introduce a few more in order to feel okay um Mm -hmm. jeff is doing well on his really low carb Mm -hmm. well it's like you said every person is different and right. that's the one thing that I, I go into resistance with, with experts on particular diets. And there were, uh, there's one that came to mind from a couple weeks ago. And uh, the person was really adamant about the uh, structure of the diet and it applied to everybody. And I instantly went, uh, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. We're all unique. We're all different. But the bottom line with all of this is removing the excess sugar because our modern diet in in the civilized world is just filled with you know sugars of all of all kind right yeah almost every processed packaged and refined food including meat yeah. sausage bacon like all of those things are loaded with or well they have added sugar in them and so, yeah, when we're eating the standard American diet and we're running to the fast food restaurants regularly and we're grabbing, you know, packages of, of food, it's really convenient. It's easy to do, but that constant consumption of those refined uh, carbohydrates have just really caused skyrocketing rates of diabetes and metabolic syndrome, obesity, heart disease, all kinds of different health problems. So, you know, really, if we can sort of go back um, and and enjoy the kitchen again, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's one thing that I would probably recommend first and foremost is just, you know, try to get back into the kitchen and try cooking your own food. Start with whole foods that, that actually don't need a label. Yeah. Right? That's... that's and, and speaking of labels, it's really important to read those labels, right? Definitely. I mean... It's kind of handy now. Yeah. You've got Sugar. your... Sorry, you've got your, your whole nutrient chart on the back of any label now, so you can mm-hmm. easily see how many carbs are in it. Right. And, and not only that, but looking for hidden sugars, mm-hmm. hidden sources of, of gluten if you're intolerant, um, hidden sources of grains. Right, all of those different things are listed on the ingredient label. So. Yeah, yeah. Sausages. I mean, we started looking at different kinds of meat just to to sort of see what kind of variety we could um, do introduce. And really, we got back down to yeah, okay, we can't even use any uh, meats that are kind of messed with, like sausages or bacon. Like the or... second, the second ingredient will be wheat flour, for example, or wheat crumbs. Yeah. And then some kind of sugar. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
So yeah, well, you know, I, I have a, a trusted butcher. I know that he cares about the quality of, of the meat that he brings in just as much as I do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I also know I can ask him, you know, what do you put in this? Mm-hmm. And I'll know exactly, yeah, um, exactly what goes in it. So you know, finding finding a trusted butcher or um, uh, grocer mm-hmm. is is also beneficial. You know, you were talking about the the health benefits, and I was thinking about that. The the, the reality is, when we got out of the hospital system after Jeff had his bypass surgery. We did get a lot of misinformation about uh, diet, and I kept saying, but but, but that's not what I heard, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they kept looking at us like, you know, shut up. We know, we know what we're talking about. But it, it is suddenly coming out that sugar is actually more responsible for heart disease than And cancer as than well. cholesterol. Cancer yeah. is, is directly uh, linked to sugar too, right? Yeah, it seems like yeah. there's yeah. just suddenly been this shift in in the information out there. What I found frustrating is shortly after my surgery, I went to, there was a nutritionist in town here that gave, it was, you know, through the hospital system and I was supposed to go to the thing. And she's listing off, again, all of the things that you're supposed to consume after a surgery um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, for this particular thing. And, you know, high-carb uh no fat whatsoever you know yeah. right across the board and and i i took her aside afterwards and i said do you realize this is impossible for me because i know that if i do what you're recommending that <laughs> i'm going to be really really sick and because no one else was around she said she understood and that at least 30% of the population has the issue that I have. But she could not officially say that in the seminar in front of everybody else. Right. And so, I mean, how many people are struggling with, they're trying to do things right, but in the end, they're actually destroying their health. And... You Can know, you hear the frustration? <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. I, I see that frustration myself. You know, we, what we've been taught for the last 50 years is, is really not very accurate. And, you know, they are starting to learn more and more, and they're realizing, yes, okay, um, new studies are coming out dispelling the myth of fat being bad for us or raising our cholesterol levels or causing heart disease, you know, it's actually the opposite, Mm -hmm. right? Sugar is more the, uh, the villain in the picture. And so just by, you know, eliminating that processed packaged food, you're cutting out, you know, a huge portion of, of sugars and, uh, processed carbs that we really, our bodies just really don't need. You know, we, um, I like the saying, we have essential fatty acids that our bodies need to obtain from food, and there are um, essential amino acids that we get from proteins. There's no such thing as an essential carbohydrate, but yet our diets nowadays are, are just loaded in carbs. Mm-hmm. So what about those people that eat the the high carb stuff and 
they treat themselves, you know, you know, I know some people that are really athletic and they work out, they, you know, everything's cool and groovy. Why is it that they can get away with having the sugar in their diet? Because I see them, you know, they're thin, they're happy, whatever. And they're definitely consuming sugar or at least things that break down into sugar. Right. Yeah. Again, it's just, it's their metabolism. Athletes often use a lot more carbohydrates um, than than the normal sedentary person in America, and so right. yeah, their their body will process those carbs and use it first, um, and yeah, they they don't get fat because they're um, they're burning what they're consuming. Mm-hmm. And I guess the magic for someone who has been sedentary because of their work or whatever to go strictly onto a no sugar program so that they know how it feels Mm -hmm. to be, you know, lean and mean and all the other stuff and then slowly introduce the, the carbohydrates into their diet and just be sensitive to how they feel and then kind of gauge how they eat based on that. Would you recommend that? Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, it it would be pretty unrealistic to tell someone, okay, well, you can never have another, uh, another sweet your entire life, right? We, we enjoy food. We like to eat. We like, it's a social thing. Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely. And so, yeah, what I, what really worked, I was, you know, I had no idea that I had been addicted to sugar. And so once that realization actually hit me, it was, it was really a big wake up call. And I was, I was, you know, to be honest, I was scared to to go back to sugar. I didn't want to feel that way again. I didn't want to have those cravings or sort of be dependent upon it. And so, um, you know, I, I probably stuck away from it for probably like six or eight months. And I was I was very, very strict. And then I started to like, okay, well, you know, I want to try this, or I want to try baking in the kitchen, and I want to do this. And so my, I'm still um, enjoying being in the kitchen. I still love to bake. I've actually, I think I've become a better cook <laughs> in having to make everything from scratch myself, right? Buy right. only whole foods, uh, live ingredients, and, and make our own meals. But, um, but I, do, I do still like to bake. I just now use more natural forms of sweetener, right? I, I love raw honey is one of my favorites. Pure maple syrup is good. Uh, molasses is another good one. So there, there are options out there. Um, and there's always you... almond flour too, correct? <laughs> there is, yes. And yes, I've come to enjoy the almond flour and the coconut flour, yeah. And another thing that I discovered a few months ago, um, and it works really, really well, it's called... Uh, cauliflower bread and what you do is you grate the cauliflower nice and fine and then you mix it with a single scrambled uh, yeah scrambled egg with a bit of cheese a raw egg egg, and and then you fry it in the pan and literally Ah. within five minutes you fry it on both sides and it Mm -hmm. tastes very much like bread and there's no carb count or you know next to nothing so that's the thing that I think is important is if we're used to certain tastes, certain textures, and we're really attached to those things, then you just have to get creative as to how you can satisfy that, that desire 
but using product that doesn't betray your your body. Exactly. Um, I mean, I really love pasta, for example, uh, mm-hmm. but. Again, pasta is really bad as far as car- carbohydrate goes. But what mm-hmm. we do is we shred cabbage. So we boil okay. the cabbage and then put the sauce on top of that with a bit of grated cheese. And honestly, it tastes in some ways, I think, better than pasta mm-hmm. because it's not dry. It's yeah. it's already hydrated. I actually prefer it. I, I, I've never liked pasta and Jeff was kind of a pasta guy. Yeah. And we tried doing this where you just basically slice the pasta so that it's in long skinny strips and then mm-hmm. boil it. And I, I can really enjoy a plate of cabbage with uh, pasta sauce on it in a way Papa. that I, I never enjoyed pasta. So Well, let me give you two more pasta thought of one is Uh, you're breaking up can you repeat that oh spaghetti squash i think i heard you say yes spaghetti squash is another good alternative to pasta where you can uh, just bake your spaghetti squash then you um you just kind of shred it with a fork right out of the the shell the peel and there's your pasta Mm -hmm. right there and and it does not taste like anything um, it, it's really good. And another one is um, um, spiralized zucchini. I think you can even start buying that now in some of the, the grocery stores around here. But uh, it's easy. Like I just I bought my own little spiralizer and I, I spiral um, zucchini or sweet potatoes and use that as a pasta. And it doesn't have a lot of flavor, but it's got a lot of nutrition. And uh, it, it is that base for good tomato sauce. Mm. So a couple other can, good ideas for you. And you can spice it up in whatever way you want with your sauce, right? Oh, Be- of course. Because pasta really doesn't have a whole lot of flavor of its own either. It's what you put on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Speaking exactly. of recipes, I checked out your happyhuman.com, and that's happy with an I. And yeah. uh, in your blog, you've got some fabulous-looking recipes I have. I'm well, waiting to try, but they. Oh, I. They. Your um, shepherd's pie looked better than any shepherd's pie I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's. I have to admit, it's a pretty good one. So no, I do all the recipes that I have online are all gluten free and sugar free. Mm. Um, so definitely go and and check it out for sure. So, so you had those cookies on there too. That, they were um, oat, but uh, gluten-free oats. Yes. Is that hard to find? No, no. Um, any grocery store should have it. I buy mine here at the local um, natural grocers, but um, I think most grocery stores carry it. It's just you look for it right beside the regular rolled oats. They look exactly the same, um, but they're just labeled gluten-free. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And how many cookies a day can you eat? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. If I if I pack them with some collagen protein, uh, just to add a little bit more uh, nutritional value, and then actually you can have them as a breakfast cookie, right. or you know, a really like a hearty snack between meals. Um, you know, one, depending on how big you make them, one or two is probably about it. <laughs> but uh, I, that's right. You had in that recipe collagen protein. So what is that? Yeah. It's, um, well, we get, uh, 
grass-fed collagen protein powder. It's just another form of protein that does not contain whey. So there's no milk in it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who um, have food intolerances or insensitivities can't digest uh, the lactose in milk and so, or the casein in it either. And so um, it's just, it's just a, a, a punch of protein without coming from um, a milk source. It's the, the collagen of the animal hmm. that you're consuming, which is very good for your bones and your skin and your hair, um, all kinds of benefits from collagen protein. Well, there hmm. you go. And so I guess I could find that in the health food store too. Exactly, yeah. Hmm. I've tried pea protein, but I imagine that's pretty high in carbs. It is, and peas are hard on your uh, on your gut as well. They can be hard for some people to digest. Um, you, you should look for sprouted peas. I'm not sure if, if right. what you've tried has been sprouted or not. But. Yeah. Um, and the other one, of course, everybody likes is hemp protein. Right, right. Especially yeah, around here. Yeah, that would be here. another great option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. as you know, the name of our show is Shift Happens. Yeah. And we've got a few minutes left for this really exciting talk. At least it's, it's exciting for me. Uh, Good. Well, but the problem is, is I'm hungry now because we've been talking about <laughs> food and recipes and all of that. Yes. Um, but, okay, in the next five minutes or so... What I'd like you to do is to share with the listeners what it is that you do, and if they were to get a hold of you, what would the benefit be? Like, are you a cheerleader going, go, 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 the carbs are bad, but this is good, or like, how, how does it work? Okay, so um, thanks for, for that opportunity. Um, yes, I do have a company. I've started a company. It's called Happy human.com and it is happy spelled h-a-p-p-i human.com and my goal I am an educator at heart right I started off as a teacher I'm always a teacher and I'm always going to be one so uh, my goal is to teach people how to empower themselves using natural nutrition um, so that they can reach their health and wellness goals whatever that may be so um, I also operate a blog at happyhuman.com um, all of, like I said, all my recipes are gluten-free and refined sugar-free. Um, people can find me on Facebook um, as Happy Human or Instagram as uh, The Nutritional Nerd. Um, and then one of the things that I do, people find me on that website or they can email me at kelly at happyhuman.com. And uh, I can work with anyone across the country because I have a secure web-based platform where it allows me to communicate with people. We can share documents back and forth. We can have a video conference on this uh, platform. And all of their personal and health information is secure. They don't have to worry about um, their information getting out there or getting hacked. And um, yeah, I would set up an appointment with that person and we would talk about what kind of ailments or concerns they might have and it, it could be any kind of illness or disease or or it doesn't even have to be it could just be someone wanting to get rid of that brain fog or improve their cognitive function or age more gracefully whatever it happens to be 
will create a personal plan for that person and help them get on their way. So, you know, the ultimate goal is to to not need to see me um, in, in the future. <laughs> You're going to come see me once, have an initial assessment done. I'll check out any nutritional imbalances that you might have. We'll create a plan together based on your likes, dislikes, and your needs. And then uh, we'll follow up with you as often as it takes to, to get you where you want to go. What yeah, if, so my, my goal is really to empower people um, to take their own health into their own hands. Okay, you mentioned needs. What if the person's needs are beer and cheesies? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, I'm afraid... Uh, I'm afraid I'm not qualified to provide uh, yeah. that kind of uh, that right. kind of help for you. All right. Hey, I have but a no. quick question. What about <laughs> what about pork rinds? Jeff has been considering introducing pork rinds into his diet, and I'm like all not for it. Uh, the problem with me <laughs> is I'm not really a uh, okay. You know, in terms of sugar, my addiction to sugar is more with the pastas and the breads and that kind of thing. I don't really go out of yeah. my way to have a chocolate bar or anything like that. But I I miss like pretzels and popcorn and you know crunchy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so I mean, for me, it's like I realize they're not the greatest thing in the world. But if it can satisfy that that craving and I don't go into resistance, then yep. I think it's a benefit to me. Even though it seems kind of counterintuitive because of all the the brainwashing that I had a couple of years ago after my procedure, right? But, I mean, I've been doing this for a week now, and for me, okay, I can tell when when something is good for me when Mm -hmm. I consume it and my heart rate doesn't go off the charts. And whenever I ate according to what I was told, I'd have my meal and, you know, my heartbeat would go faster. And when I do, you know, when I've been on this program, I've noticed that everything is just running like clockwork. And again, we're not officially saying this for the station. We don't want the station to get sued because people followed uh, our advice. But all all we're trying to do is say, just realize that you do have options and you really need to become your own expert. And that means taking in information from various sources and comparing mm-hmm. it and then, you know, doing a, a trial inside of yourself, even if it's saying, okay, I'm going to do this for three days and mm-hmm. see how I feel. Right? Yeah. Right. And there are various sort of uh, permutations of this low sugar diet. There's the ketogenic diet, the paleo diet. There's all kinds of information out there on different diets and, and ways to substitute high carb foods um with other lower carb foods all that stuff i mean there's tons of it on the internet if you want to do a little research and the thing too uh, that i have to say at this point as well is we didn't do this purely without sugar like this whole thing is about low carb correct yeah so what we did and, and high fat Right. So, so what we did, I mean, for a couple days in the last week, we knew that our, our carb count was way, way down because we were doing protein and, and low carbohydrate veggies. And okay, so a single truffle 
a chocolate truffle that is dark chocolate, uh, you know, 80%. And high fat. Well, it's only two grams of carbohydrate. And so having that at the very end of the day, having that to look forward to, and I mean, I found that just that one thing was so satisfying that I didn't crave anything else. And I also knew that I didn't spike my blood sugar because it was a small amount. Yeah. And, uh, that, no, that's a very good point. You know, sugar has has a way of dulling our taste buds mm-hmm. so that it keeps on amping up the dial, asking for more and more and more. So when we remove it and then you start reintroducing some good uh, fruits and some complex carbs, like a sweet potato or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you're, you, it actually tastes a lot sweeter after you, you've stopped having sugar for a week or two. Um, so it's very interesting how it just plays on our, on our brain. Kelly, we're going to have to wrap it up. We are just about done for today. Oye's up on Tuesday, and songwriters and covers are up after this on Sunday. I do have one question, though. It sure. is Halloween tonight, so are you going to be handing out pepperoni sticks instead of candy? <laughs> No, I'm not. Oh, okay. uh, we typically don't get a lot of uh, trick-or-treaters, but um, uh, mini oranges or sugar-free gum, sugar-free candy, great things to, to hand out, and it's you know, um, not like a pepperoni stick. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to make a post for today on shifthappens.media where I will give you Kelly's uh, web address and contact info. But if you're looking for her, you can check out happyhuman.com, and that's happy with an I. And thank you very okay. much for, for doing the show with us today and, and putting oh. up with Anna's really bad sense of humor. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we will definitely be talking again in the future. Awesome. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Okay. All right. So Ciao. we were talking to Kelly. Aiello. Aiello. So... That's it for our show this week. Tune in next week for something different. Oh, yeah. Sugar.